How's it going, you guys? My name is Max Osborne, and welcome to Max Martial Arts, the show where we talk about different schools of self-defense and get insider's knowledges from the practitioners themselves. Wrap your hands, put on your geese, or whatever you need, because we're going to hop right in. And today, we're going to have a chance to speak with a man who not only trained in martial arts for years, but has had the chance to put them to the test in mixed martial arts combat, and he's also working with law enforcement, uh, teaching them about jiu-jitsu. Christopher Orger, Orger, right? Uh, uh, Orger. Orger, sorry, has trained yeah. and fought Orger. for his team uh, at Empire Jiu-Jitsu and MMA. Uh, he's an official registered fighter in the CAMO organization or the C California Amateur Mixed Martial Arts Organization. And is now brown belt in Jiu-Jitsu, working with law enforcement on when and how to utilize Jiu-Jitsu in the field. Christopher, welcome. And thanks for being able to talk to me about martial arts today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Anytime. So we're going to hop right in. First off, I just wanted to ask, how did you get your basic start into martial arts, the martial arts world? How did it find you? Yeah. So um, when I was junior high, I got into uh, wrestling. Oh, so nice. I wrestled three years collegiate, um, ended up uh, getting into a freestyle club. So did that for another three years. Um, so altogether, I did about six seasons of wrestling. Um, when I was 19, I kind of, you know, wanted to get into it because UFC was just blowing up. You had, you know, your Anderson Silva's and, you know, all the big names at the time. Uh, so I had a buddy offered to start training me out of his garage, which was a uh, safe house in the May in Live Oak. Um, it was David Suarez, really good guy, pro fighter. I mean, awesome. T tons to learn from him. Um, and then after that, trained with him for three to four years, um, doing amateur fights local. And then uh, after a few years of it, I really took to the jujitsu side and the, the grappling side. Mm. And I kind of realized, you know, MMA was, wasn't really my route to go. And then the, the jujitsu, once I started up the actual traditional jujitsu at Empire, I mean, it just took off from there. Just blossomed. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. And so going back on your, you know, you had a brief little MMA career. I mean, you were one and O, which is still pretty awesome. More than what a yeah. lot of people can say. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. how did you train? You said you trained with uh, your buddy, right? Um, yeah. In his garage. How much time yeah. did you allocate to like the different disciplines? You said you had a background in wrestling. How much did you dedicate yeah. to like on the feet and then on the ground yeah. and all that types of stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of it was stand up. Um, mm -hmm. We didn't really have a good solid jujitsu instructor at okay. that gym, but um, we did have the, some of the basics. We had professional fighters with the MMA basics of jujitsu, you know, the arm bars, the triangles, the kimuras, you know, hip, hip escapes, stuff like that, that you learn at a basic level, right? Um, so a lot of it was really learning um, how to defend myself on my feet, you know, um, that, that was kind of out of my realm of martial arts. Um, and I really took to that, loved it. Um, and then you know, the jujitsu aspect and the wrestling, I was kind of already had the basics wrestling. I mean, like I said, I had six years of it. So I was one of the better wrestlers on the team, you know, knew how to uh, ground and pound, take people down, you know. Um, and then once I really got into the grappling aspect, my one of my other buddy, Jeff Jenkins, he, uh, he already started at Empire for like a year, finally got me to come over. And then, I mean, it was kind of over after that you know mm -hmm. and so um how long were the training sessions 
it sounds like there was a lot going on. So in the, in the MMA, um, man, we would have, I mean, three to four hour training sessions wow. every day, mm. like every day, five days a week. Um, and you know, that was a lot of it was, you know, just training the martial arts and a lot of it was, you know, getting really good at, you know, uh, getting our cardio up. We do, uh, runs to the river, which was like a four mile run. And we would take a 35 pound, uh, weight vest. And, um, you know, we'd run as, as far as we could. And by the time we we're like, all right, I can't hold this no more, pass it to your partner. And then he'd run, mm. um, we would do tire drags all the way there. So we'd either have a rope with tires and we, I mean, it was four miles. I mean, of course you have six or seven guys helping out. So once you get too tired, you switch to the next person, he starts doing it. So it's, you know, it was a, it was a big team effort at the same time. That sounds awesome. Wow. And I just wanted to ask, so how did it, what was the, uh, while you were training for that, were, was your aim to go dive more into like the professional side of mixed martial arts or did you kind of just kind of see it as something that you were just kind of dabbling into? Yeah, definitely. Um, at that time, uh, before the jujitsu kind of took over, yeah. um, professional fighting was, was definitely in my mind. Um, and I actually had three fights. Oh yeah. Um, all together. Uh, two were not camo sanctioned. Mm. So, um, I'm actually, um, two and one, I won two, lost one. Um, but like going into it, I was like, yeah, professional fighting, professional fighting. Um, it just consumed me for, you know, the four years that I was, I was training and fighting. Um, and then, like I said, when I found jujitsu, it was like totally switched my goals. Like, I don't, I don't know what it was about, about jujitsu, but it just consumed me after that. And then competing in jujitsu at a, you know, professional level. Mm, that's awesome. And so what was the process for like going to these, uh, these, you know, fights? Uh, I know camo, there's like a whole registration process and everything like that, but yeah. there's other like promoters and organizations. How, how does it, how do you uh, kind of, sounds almost like freelance. Do you just kind of so, so once you're registered with camo, um, you can fight for any organization that, that, oh, fights, okay. you know, fights a camo fight, um, or puts on the amateur sanctioned fight. Um, so camo is basically the, uh, California amateur MMA, you know, organization. So, um, 99% of the, the fights that are being put on, uh, locally or, you know, around the state is going to be camo sanctioned. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so just going through that, uh, while we're on this part of the chapter, the mixed martial arts chapter, what weight class did you fight at? And how would you describe cutting weight to those that are like unfamiliar to it? Cause you did six years of wrestling too. And there's yeah, a lot of yeah. weight, weight classes and divisions with that as well. Yeah. Uh, so what, what weight class did you fight at? Yeah. So I fought at 155. Okay. Which is super light compared to what I weigh now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was 155. I walked around probably close to 170. Wow. Um, and, and I would cut down to the 155 mark. Mm. And I mean, that was, that was the, the worst part about, you know, fighting yeah. was that, that two weeks that you have to diet, you have to do all this cardio. I mean, it, it was, we used to uh, put on the actual like sauna suits. Mm -hmm. They're kind of like plastic, make you sweat a lot. And then actually going into saunas. 
you know, for an hour at a time, like mm-hmm. to the point where you're, you're being carried out by your friends, you know, um, probably not the healthiest of things to do, but you had to do what you had to do to, mm-hmm. uh, to make weight, you know? Right. Um, you know, I mean, we, it, it it's a struggle for sure. It's not easy. Oh yeah. It's always horrific seeing like those fighters like Khabib, you know, big uh, guy going all the way down yeah. to lightweight 155. It's, it's, it's a frightening thing. Did you also go 155 in your wrestling career? Um, so during my wrestling, I was kind of a late bloomer. Okay, um, got you. So, so wrestling, um, that all, I, I stopped wrestling when I was about 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and my last year of wrestling, I was 110. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um, between 16 and 18, I grew you know mm. seven or eight inches yeah. and can't make that division pounds. anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no mm. so I was I was very small when I was wrestling gotcha and so can you just uh go through the the motions and stuff like describe your first fight like how did you feel and everything like that going into your first fight um what, what were the emotions kind of going into it were you nervous or anxious or, or were you oh, pumped yeah. yeah honestly the uh the two weeks before that, when you start doing that weight cut and mm-hmm. all of that, that's where your nerves kind of kick in. Oh yeah. You're having those, those, you know, dreams of in the cage and that you're already in the fight, you know, um, once it gets to that moment, it's like, it's like calming. It's oh, like, yeah. all right, all the hard work's done, you know, um, now it's just time to finish the job kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a very calming experience once you step into the, into the cage. Yeah. And how many weeks out would you start cutting weight? Because I imagine you get fit and you train, do the training yeah. camp, and then you start cutting weight. Is that how that works? Yeah, we, we had about a six-week uh, training camp, and the last two weeks was just focused on, you know, obviously still doing light sparring and light right. rolling. Um, but the majority of it was doing our cardio, our, our last-minute weight drops, our dieting, stuff like that. Awesome. And so what would your advice be for someone who wants to be a fighter? Uh, what was something that you wish you knew before going in? It, as in somebody didn't ha- doesn't have any uh, experience. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Guy. Yeah. Okay. So the, the number one tip is just uh, the hardest part about martial arts, whether it's jujitsu, I mean, taekwondo, karate, MMA, anything like that. Is just making it through the threshold of the door the mm. first time, you know. Oh, gotcha. Everybody says, "Oh, I want to do this. I want to train jujitsu. Want to train MMA." I'm like, "Yeah, do it, do it. Come in, come in." And they never come in, right? Mm. That that's the hardest part is just making it through that door that first time. And once you once you you get the courage to to do that and come in and actually like see what it's about, then you see people like, "All right, I'm I'm in on this," you know. Right. Yeah. I've heard that like showing up is like the first battle. That's the hardest showing part. Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good to hear. And yeah. so now closing the book on the martial arts or the mixed martial arts kind of uh, like chapter, how did you transition more into jujitsu? Let, let's go more into depth on that. So you had a yeah. buddy that opened up Empire, right? Uh, no. Um, so my buddy was training under uh, Tony Cole at Empire okay. BJJ in Marysville. Okay. Um, and I already was doing jujitsu tournaments, but all I had was my uh, bare minimum MMA jujitsu, you know, got you, got you. and, and I wasn't, I wasn't like great mm-hmm. either, you know? 
Um, but I, I really did have an interest in the grappling aspect. I think the wrestling helped out a lot. Mm. Um, you know, I just already had a good base for, for jujitsu. Um, so my buddy, Jeff Jenkins, he, he hit me up one day. He's like, Hey, you need to come try it out. Just try it out. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. So, um, obviously it's totally different because in MMA, you have like shorts and a rash guard. And now you're using like a gi and gi pants and a belt, and, mm. you know, um, it's a huge difference going from what we call no gi to gi, right? right. Uh, so getting through the door, I mean, I loved it. I got my butt whoop, you know, <laughs> first day. And uh, after that, it was just kind of over. I'm like, all right, signed up, um, just continued going, you know, uh, started competing, which really paved the way to my, my jujitsu. Uh, competition is not for everybody, obviously. Um, there's people who do it just for hobby. Um, but if you really want to test your skills and to really push yourself to get better, competition is the way to go. I mean, it really tests everything about your jujitsu out, you know? Mm. Yeah, and you touched on it a little bit, but what is the biggest difference between competing in an MMA bout versus jiu-jitsu? Uh, is there anything different mentally? Um, you know what? I Obviously, sometimes you have to cut weight still. Mm. Um, the weight classes are a little different in a gi um, competition right. rather than, you know, um, you know MMA. But, uh, I mean, obviously, you're going in with the main same mindset you're going in thinking this guy's gonna this guy's gonna want to win right and obviously you're competitive or else you want to be there mm -hmm. and you want to win you know uh the biggest difference is is after you beat this guy you have another four to five matches after that right yeah uh, and obviously they're one round each they're one round know? yeah yeah so uh actual jujitsu uh tournament it's you'll fight one guy for depending on your belt level um, like at purple and brown belts, like six or seven minutes a piece. And you could have up to, you know, four or five, sometimes six fights in a row, you know? Wow. How long did it take for you to like, kind of go up the belt rank? I know you're a brown belt right now, which is just one away from the black belt. Uh, yeah. how, how long did it take for you to get there? Um, so, uh, it took, so it's the belts go white, blue, purple, brown, black. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I got my blue belt within the first year um, of training jujitsu. I actually did a, a world tournament. It was U.S. Open. Um, I had 65 people in my weight class, and I ended up taking first. Oh, wow. um, Yeah, had six fights back-to-back, -back, and that was, like, the first time I ever did any kind of, like, I probably did one or two local tournaments where you had one match, and that was it. So it was a big, big deal at the time, right? Um, so yeah, six matches took first, um, after that came back, got my blue belt. So it was within a year's period of time that I got my blue, um, my purple, I got in, I want to say 2014, mm. which was a few years. Um, so I was a blue belt for about two and a half years and then, uh, got my purple belt and then got my brown belt in 2016, I believe. Gotcha. So altogether, it took a good, you know, seven, seven years. Wow. Yeah. And do you guys test for it or uh, is it just based off of achievements or how does it work? So, you know, jujitsu, it's, uh, uh, there's 
obviously different, you know, different instructors do things differently. Right. right? Um, so I trained under Cassia Warnick out of mm -hmm. Sacramento. Gotcha. Um, which he's, I mean, he's a world renowned black belt. Like a lot of the black belts in Sacramento all come from him, you know? Mm. Um, so basically, I mean, Sorry, I forgot where I was going with that. No, you're good. Yeah, no, take your time. Yeah. Uh, so, um, what was the question again? Yeah. So, did he like? How did he decide that you would move track. up? No, you're good. How would he decide okay. that you okay. move up the ranks? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little off track. <laughs> no, you're like, good. Okay, where was I going with that? Mm -hmm. um, so, with jujitsu, it's a lot of it is time on mat. Mm. So, uh, basically, you showing up every day, consistency, seeing the improvement, which that's up to your instructor to you know, evaluate you for it, right? So um, I didn't have to do any like tests per se, you know, right. it's all just time on that and, you know, your consistency, all that. Um, if you go to like Grace Barra um, Academy, mm -hmm. they make you do a test for every single belt. Right. Um, so, you know, different, different instructors will do things different ways. Um, obviously, jujitsu is totally different than like Taekwondo and karate where you have your katas and you know, mm -hmm. you have to do things a certain way and test for every single belt or achievement that you get, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, we had uh, John Budd come on. He's a instructor, uh, jiu-jitsu instructor as well. He trained under John Jock Machado, actually, which is really okay. cool. Yeah, and oh, he yeah, was talking is. about, yeah, he was just talking about how, you know, different schools would do different things. Um, yeah. So it's interesting just to hear about, you know, the, the, the different ways that that classes and instructors are, are kind of take jujitsu yeah. um yeah and so how did that then transition to where you are now helping out with law enforcement teaching them about jujitsu and and whatnot yeah so um you know it obviously jujitsu is all about control you know mm -hmm. controlling the fight it's uh body control body positioning um you know all of that totally transfers to law enforcement obviously with like use of force, stuff like that, you know, um, if you have to go hands-on, um, you know, you don't have to punch somebody in the face. Rather than that, you can put them in, you know, like a Kimura lock, get them to the ground, uh, and, you know, get the hand, get them handcuffed. Right. Mm -hmm. And without even putting a bruise on them, you right. know, and in the long run, that's, you know, them getting injured is a liability to us. Right. Right. So if you injure somebody, that's our liability, right? So uh, being able to do that without, you know, having to use any kind of real force, like, you know, punching or kicking or anything like that, or even using my tools like taser, baton, stuff like that, it, it, it makes it look really good on me, right? Because I obviously had a guy resisting. I was able to get him in handcuffs. No one was injured. And it also protects me, you know? Right, right. And so how did you uh, get in contact with law enforcement? Did you just have, uh, did you just start working there or how, how, how did it work? So, so uh, the door was open through jujitsu. Gotcha. So, uh, so I had a few buddies that I trained with that all work for Sacramento agencies okay. um, that I trained with. And they're just like, man, hey, just, you know, take the step, take the leap. And I think, you know, um, they're like, I think you'd be a great cop you know, all of that. So, um, finally kind of looked into it, got, got looking into the police academy. 
Uh, they had an opening like a month later. So signed up for it, ended up uh, putting myself through it and was hired by the time I graduated. Mm. I was basically boots on the ground after that. Wow. And so then you just kind of brought in the idea of like, you know, jujitsu being used for, you know, does, is that now being like trained to um, people? So we're, we're, we're not, we already train like a DTAC, um, okay. which is, which is, has some jujitsu like variables to it. Um, I do have other uh, co-workers that I work with that train jujitsu and, okay. um, you know, we were able to converse about it and, uh, you know, go over things like, hey, you know, if I was in that position, I'd do this rather mm-hmm. than, rather than that, you know. Gotcha. Um, and now it's, it's kind of picking up to where more people at the department are kind of like, like, hey, you know, if you were in this position, I got put in this position and this is all I could do then I can kind of be like, well, let's break this down, right. you know, well, you know, um, and try to figure out a better way of doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. There's always a better way. That's super awesome. That is super awesome. And so how long have you been, been a cop now? Has that been? So I've been, I've been a cop for three years, three years now. Wow. Yeah. And years. so that's really awesome. Wow. And so I just wanted to ask, um, you've done all these different things, you know, all, all kind of, coinciding with martial arts i just want to ask if there was one big challenge in particular that you can recount this is kind of what i do with a, a lot of our guests is yeah. there a an instance that you can think of where you kind of had to push through whether it's in training or competition yeah um honestly every single time i've competed or fought in mma um is a challenge right mm-hmm. on its own obviously you've had fights that are you know, much easier than others. Um, and, but there's still challenges in them, right? Um, I mean, they're my only loss uh, in MMA. Mm-hmm. It, it was a challenge. I was almost knocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't see, I mean, I could barely see straight, but um, really the drive of just wanting to win and wanting, you know, wanting to hold my own, I just kept pushing forward and pushing forward and ended up getting my win back and ended up losing split decision. I mean, it was, there was a point where I was like, all right, I, I'm either going to get knocked out or I need to give up. But there's something in the back of my head, just like keep pushing, keep pushing. Mm, wow. Yeah. And I, and I think that, that martial arts, that's like a big vehicle into like how discovering yourself, you know, and, and putting yourself in situations like that where you're super yeah. uncomfortable and it's just this, yep. you know, great, like character, like, discovery yeah. you know what i mean and so that's yeah. that kind of brings me to my next question i know this this might be uh too big of a question to ask but what has martial arts done for you well it's pretty much paved the path for my future i right. mean really i mean the road i was going down as a kid mm-hmm. um probably wasn't the best one right mm-hmm. i was kind of in the party scene stuff like that and then i got hooked up with these guys who got me into mma which led me to jujitsu, which led me to law enforcement. Mm. I mean, it totally paved the path, you know, step by step. It wasn't like a fast, you know, progression into law enforcement, but it really, you know, back when I was a kid and looking back, I was like, man, I, I could never be a cop, Mm -hmm. you know? And now I'm so thankful that I, I did all these steps just to lead me into something where I could take care of my family. You know, I can, provide i have a good career 
and I actually get to work with my community to, you know, make it a better place. Awesome. That is so awesome, Chris. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. Uh, Christopher, thank you so much for your time. Uh, good luck in your future. Uh, you do have a YouTube channel uh, where you can see all your, your bouts and your matches, which are pretty cool. I can leave that in the description, uh, a little link below yeah. for you guys. Um, so thank you guys for all listening. I'm Max Osborne, and as always, I will see you guys next time.